folks happy saturday rise and shine it is good to be back kind of a rough morning celebrating that big blue jays win last night as underdogs against the tampa bay rays follow us on twitter at degenerate zone i'm your host degenerate l joined by ty b show sponsor pasta electric 716-698-2711 ty b how about Meerkat's debut yesterday. Wow. I, I said he was on a heater. He said he was on a heater, and he kept it going. Besides, you know, just a little bit of stuff. But he was pretty hot, and he kept it going, especially in soccer. He was all over that over, team total over, an 8-2 to two game. Just absolutely insane in the Champions League. But when you don't have, you know, these aggregates, it's just a one-game one winner-take-all. You never know what you're going to get. I know, and that's what you told me yesterday, and I had no idea that was the, you know, that was the case. And all I've been doing is pretty much hitting um, unders in these Champions League games. I've even been teasing them up a goal. Uh, and yesterday, I did seven, seven total tickets. Three of them won, four of them lost, and three of them the losers was because I lost the under in Bayern Munich. It took the under four and a half, and just that was, that was done in 31 minutes. Yeah, I mean, Bayern looks like they might be the best team in the world right now. I think they're on like a 20-match unbeaten streak now. They're firing on all cylinders. Nobody can stop them offensively. Their defense is very sound. They have a great goalkeeper as well. So I think it might be theirs to win this year. So, all right, let's, yeah, we're talking about soccer. Let's stick with it real quick. One game today, Champions League. Manchester City, Lyon, who you got in this one, Tybee? So first off, I'm going to give another shout out to the Meerkat. He's got Man City minus one and a half. I do like that play. I think they're likely going to score a lot. That's why I'm going to take Man City over two and a half. That's right about even. Um, I think that team total gets to at least three. It'll probably be like I, I predict you like a three one four one victory. Um, I just think City's going to have too much. Lyon looked very good against Juventus, and they were able to score. So I do kind of like the both teams to score, too, which is sitting around even money as well. Um, I think if someone from uh, Lyon's going to get this goal and you're looking to get maybe some, some big value, Hussam Arwar looked very, very good um, against Juventus. He plays in the midfield, but he makes a lot of forward runs, and the strikers, their attackers, have no problem you know, uh, divvying it off and working a little bit of giving goes. They do a great job with that. They have a lot of chemistry between all, all their players. So I think Lyon can probably get a goal as well. So those are my two plays for that. Yeah, and Tybee, that line shifted. Both teams to score yes is now plus 108, no is minus 141. And even the, the, uh, the juice on the under has moved now. It's under three and a half is minus 148. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, I don't know. I think, I think this just has a lot to do with perception here. I don't think anyone's really seen Lyon play very much. Or the French League has been over for a little bit, so we really didn't know what to expect when they came in and played Juventus, but they were able to get themselves through. Obviously, like a 2-1 loss, you get one goal on the PK, but they had very – they had a lot of very good chances there that they could have, you know, put past the keeper against Juventus and made it even harder for them. So I think, you know, they can get it done today against City, who has, you know, a sound defense. But when you're already up, you know, two, three goals, like how lackadaisical are you going to play? Like, are they going to play open? It all depends. Like, you yeah. see different styles. So I think, I think Leon could get one. Okay. All right, let's get into now the NBA. It is the play-in tournament with the eight versus the nine seed. We have the eight seed Portland Trailblazers taking on the nine seed Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, 
Trailblazers sitting around minus six with an over-under of 233. That's going off at 230, Tybee. Yeah, I really, really like the Blazers in this one. Dame has just looked so good. Um, I I think, you know, the Grizzlies really struggled um, in some of these games back. I don't think they have enough to be able to get over, you know, real good teams. And I think the Blazers are a real good team. They just kind of got the short end of the stick during the regular season. Um, obviously, you got Nurkic back, and that's a huge, huge difference for them. Um, it seems like Hassan Whiteside is healthy, too. So those are just two big guys are going to make it tough for you all night to get near the rim. So I think you're you're able to do that. And Dame, you know, has another good game. Gary Trent Jr. has just been shooting the lights out since they've been down there in the bubble. And we haven't even mentioned C.J. McCollum, who's been hitting big shots as well. So I just think they have too much for the Grizzlies. I think they get it done today, get themselves, you know, an extra rest day tomorrow. Yeah, NBA playoffs then will be kicking off officially on Monday at 140, I believe, with the Nuggets and Jazz. But let's shift it over now to the NHL. Four games today, starting pretty early, uh, 12 noon with the Bruins and Canes. And you got the Avalanche Coyotes playing on a back-to-back. And then the matchup that is I think everyone's really tuning into right now is Tampa Bay Lightning, Columbus Blue Jackets, Ty. Yeah, and we've seen um, this this playoffs and play-in so far. It's not all about the juice. Like, you're going to have some upsets. You just don't know what's going to happen at different points in these series. A lot of evenly matched teams, you always talk about parity in the NHL, and you have it right now. I'm honestly – I might make a small little play on the Hurricanes money line, nothing big. Um, but besides that, I'm probably staying away from everything. I just, with all these juices and a lot of these teams playing on back-to-backs, you just don't know what you're going to get, especially some of these goaltenders who've been playing big minutes for them so far. Yeah, I mean, the thing that jumps out to me looking at this slate is still how heavy of a favorite the Lightning are. Uh, that, that, to me, is just like there's still minus 180 after Columbus – takes them to, what, five overtimes. Mm-hmm. You think, like, that series is pretty much over for them at that point. That is such a, a gutting loss. And they come back and beat them by two? Like, I mean, that's just that. I mean, the Columbus is a team right now, you know, Chandra's all over them, Chad D. They were talking about this team two months ago. It would not shock me if Columbus can win this series and take at least another game or two against the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Lightning. Exactly. I don't think it's going to be a short series either way. And I sort of said that about the Bruins series as well. And most of these series, uh, besides um, really the Avalanche, I, you know, I thought they were going to be the only team that probably got through quickly. I'm surprised, you know, even with what the Isles are able to do right now against the Capitals, it's no caps at all. <laughs> They're not really doing anything besides, you know, that early Ovechkin goal yesterday. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, it's it's all sort of a crapshoot right now. We're starting to get into some trends with these teams, and you're starting to pick up some things. But with these matchups right now, and especially because of the history of these matchups, looking back to you know the previous playoffs, it just makes it very, very tough sledding right now. Yeah, and, and something that I really like in this game, whether you want to be safe and t- or be safe and tease it up to three and a half, or take the two and a half at plus one hundred eight, is I want to keep riding. Kerpasalo, that black, that Blue Jackets goalie, take the Tampa Bay Lightning, Lightning under two and a half at plus one hundred eight or under three and a half. I mean, you look at the the games; they scored one goal the last game, the prior game in five OTs. They only scored three goals. Mm-hmm. I cannot see that team total going over two and a half, three and a half goals. Yeah, you never know, though. You I, saw what happened to Carter Hart yesterday. Oh, that's true. That was a very, very shocking score. And, and I think he was leading um, goals saved above expectation. It was him, 
Carey Price and Corpusalo and you know one yeah. one struggled and one didn't. You're right. You're right. So that that, that is a tough one to look at. And then uh, Tybee, what do you like in this NHL slate too? Which one? Which team do you see as a better chance of going down today? The Avalanche or the or the Knights? Because those two teams are up both 2-0, and they've played some tight games um, in the series. Yeah, I would, I would probably say the Avalanche just because coming on a, off a of back-to-back. Yeah. Um, if they dominated the first game. The second game was much closer when you look mm-hmm. at in terms of shots, possession, and everything else. Yep. Um, so I think, you know, if the Coyotes are going to strike back and have a chance to stay in the series, you got to do it in game three here. Yep. This is do or die for them. I agree with that. Uh, so then let's kick it over to the MLB. Huge slate today. Lots of games. It looks like we finally have a Tampa Bay Rays, Toronto Blue Jays lineup. That first pitch is at 637 tonight. Rays slight favorites at minus 143. And it looks like Vegas is starting to catch on, Tyvee. The over-under in that game, 11 at Salem Field. Yeah, it just seems like balls have been traveling out of that park like it's nobody's business. Just so many home runs. The Jays, you know, their bats finally woke up. I've been telling all my buddies, been telling everyone I know, just wait until they get, you know, a set place where they can lay their head, lay their stuff down, put their clothes in a closet. You know what I mean? Like, they've just been moving from Florida to Toronto to just all over the place consistently and then getting stuck in D.C. for a month or for a week. Um, It's very tough to play your best when, you know, those are the situations you're thrust into in the midst of a pandemic on top of it all. So now, you know, they're they've been in Buffalo for, you know, the better part of a week or so. And, you know, they're feeling comfortable. They're getting those bats going. These players for the most part have all spent a good amount of time here in Buffalo at Salem field to begin with. So they should feel very comfortable here. The dimensions are very, very similar to the average MLB ballpark size. So Mm -hmm. it's not that it's a small park. I think it's a kind of a combination of the comfortability of the players and also just the weather has been, pretty favorable it's been very nice out warm temperatures then you have the humidity but you have that lake I think it does bring in a little bit of that marine layer that helps that ball travel a little bit more as you get later into the evening and no winds have been coming in at all so it's been very easy to hit that ball out and hopefully we're gonna get a lot of more Jays dingers tonight yeah I mean if you want to just keep riding these streaks I mean total runs by the Blue Jays over four and a half you gotta like the over half a run in the first inning and then, yeah, the first three innings over three and a half, I like that play as well. Yeah, it's, um, it's been coming in a lot. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then kicking over to Red Sox-Yankees. That's at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, Yankees are pretty heavy favorite. Once again, at minus 195. Something I'm looking for, and I was talking to Cowboy Hova about this this morning, looking for some value, is I think Stanton, Stanton's out, Judge is out, and you got Eovaldi versus Paxton. Paxton's super sketchy. Um, Red Sox plus 163 could have some serious value there. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that, especially, you know, when the Yanks are going to give some of their bigger guys a rest day if, you know, you're, you're getting some timely hits, but if no one's, you know, knocking those guys in, what does it matter? So, you know, that's not a bad play there, but I'm going to go uh, with an afternoon game for my first play. Uh, the White Sox are hosting the Cardinals for their first game post-COVID. <laughs> I mean, COVID's still going on, but. First game post the players having COVID. Yep. Um, White Sox, pretty big favorites there. They have Lucas Giolito going on the mound. He'll be going up against um, Adam Wainwright, I believe. The 38-year-old pitched six innings, one run in his first start, but that was against the Pirates. 
This White Sox, they're the worst team in the league right now. Uh, the White Sox lineup is much more powerful than that. And Lucas Giolito will be on the mound for them. I just, I really like the White Sox to get that one done. I'll take them on the run line minus one and a half. Yeah, and actually, I'm going to take it minus one. I'll take the push just in case. And that's like right about minus 120. There you go. And then that's the thing you got to be careful with these games, though, Ty B, is that these, the seven inning double headers. Exactly. That's why you know, I'm going to take the push. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at those, the total run total, six and a half. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I like that pick. And, you know, looking at the rest of the slate, nothing really jumping out to me. I'm just going to keep hammering these overs while they're hitting in Buffalo, honestly. <laughs> that's where I'm going right now. We're going to be there again tonight at Seneca One Tower. Let's hope the Blue Jays, Blue Jays can keep it rolling. And, uh, Ty B, I know you're fired up. Big night in UFC. Oh, yeah. Tons tons of great fights. Um, obviously, the main fight is um, Stipe Miocic versus DC, Daniel Cormier. This one has been building for a long time. This is the trilogy fight. Um, it looks like they're listing the fight for 1245, so a little later for you, Al. But um, it's right about, right about a pick em. Stipe 106 right now at the Creek. DC uh, minus 114. I think I'm going to lean Stipe in this one. I just think, you know, with DC going out after this fight, how much – and, like, Stipe is going to continue. He wants to continue his title reign. There's obviously the chance of a, a huge, huge fight with uh, Francis Ngannou for whoever, you know, wins this. But DC is going to walk away, so, like, it's likely Stipe steps in to fight you know, anyways for the title. So it's a kind of a weird situation in that. Um, but I do like Stipe in that. Um, everyone, everyone loves what Sugar Sean O'Malley has been doing lately. He's been putting on a clinic, but it's kind of a step up here with Marlon Cheeto Vera. He's fought some of the better guys in that division. He hasn't had a lot of success, but when he's losing those fights, it's usually in a decision. He's going the three rounds. So he's putting up good fights against them. He's just not getting over the hump. So this is like Sean's, you know, getting over the hump. Can he get over that to get, you know, those fights against the top guys in the division now that he's a ranked fighter? Can he prove he's ready for the top 10 guys and make a run for the title? Um, I, I think I'd like him to still take it. But um, if I'm going with a couple other guys, a couple names for parlays, I also like uh, Gilbert or Herbert Burns and uh, Marib Divashili. Uh, Divashili has a lot of a lot of interesting techniques. He's a very fun guy to watch, and I think it could be a crazy knockout at some point early in that in that one. Yeah, and you're looking at Sean O'Malley. He's definitely one of the bigger favorites on the card tonight. Mm -hmm. um, that fight going down around midnight, and it looks like looking at the odds. It looks like Stipe, Cormier, Tybee. That's not going to go the distance. No, no, I, I really don't think so. Um, between, you know, DC's great wrestling and just Stipe's pure power, and it's, it's a heavyweight fight. Like, heavyweight fights, especially when you want these guys to go five rounds, like, they're going to be gassed usually after two. I mean, these are elite guys. Like, they'll be able to keep it up. But most of these heavyweights are gassed after two, three yeah. rounds. Like, if you get into those uh, title rounds – it's very easy to catch someone, you know, slacking and finish them quick. So I think, yeah, taking that under maybe two and a half. Yep. What's, and what's, what's, bad. what's your prediction for the fight? What round? I'm going to say Stipe gets it done in the second round, later in the second round. Okay. I think I'm rolling with Stipe as well. Yeah, I think he's just got so much power in those hands. Just an all-American guy out of Cleveland. Yep. Um, he's a firefighter. 
just gives back a ton to that community as well. I mean, DC is a great guy as well. Great wrestling coach. And, you know, he does a lot as well, but I just, I love Steve Bay tonight. Okay. Let's make it happen. Uh, but folks, thanks for joining us. Good to be back. DDZ at Degenerate Zone on Twitter. Show sponsor, Pazda Electric. We'll be at the Creek later today. Good night. Now.